Tired of asking why? Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast, where we are answering life's most difficult questions. Now, here's your host, Teresa Blaze. Hi, I'm Teresa Blaze, and welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast. Today, I have got a very, very special interview and a very special announcement. If you guys will stick around, you guys are going to learn about a really neat project that I have been um, asked and honored to take part in. First, I want to introduce Miss Tracy Fagan from Kingdom Publishing. Tracy, welcome to Unresolved Life. Thank you so much for having me. How did you get to this place? What's some of your backstory? Well, uh, I am currently the chief editor and founder of Kingdom Publishing, which is a faith-based publishing company. And our tagline is, get the word out. And what got me to this place, it started with a desire to be in marine biology. God, through his wonderful ways. Last I checked, marine biology and book publishing don't make. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Go ahead, sorry. But no, you're fine. But through a series of, it started with an internship out of high school um, and moving my focus from brain biology into fine arts and graphics, moved into marketing and web design, graphic design, which I've been doing that for, for many years. And then about um, two years ago, um, God placed on my heart to create Kingdom Publishing. And quite honestly, he when he gave me this vision for this company, he said it's absolutely less about books and more about building the kingdom. The books are just one method and one way to build the kingdom. So it's about bringing people together and working on projects that share his word and his truth. You uh, had an interest in marine biology. Now, let's kind of just uh, so we understand, can we get the audience a little bit of uh, background of her, as far as your home life? Uh, did you grow up in a Christian home? Um, did you ever have any kind of struggles of faith or, or just kind of give us a feel of that? Well, I was born and raised Roman Catholic. We went to church every Sunday. And I'll be honest, on Christmas and Easter, I would get all sorts of bent out of shape because every Sunday we would go and we would sit in the same four seats. And then on Christmas and Easter, in order to get in those same four seats, we had to get to church an hour and a half early. And so I, I was pretty bound and determined. I, I made a promise to myself that I would never do that to somebody else so that if I wasn't going to church on a regular basis, and note that I said if I wasn't going to church on a regular basis, I wouldn't go just for Christmas and Easter because I didn't want to kick somebody else out of the seats that they've been going to every Sunday. And in that whole time with God, from my perspective, it was very much a, it was a church thing. It wasn't a relationship with God, even though in looking back, he was, chasing me down ever since I was a little girl. Since I didn't have that true relationship with God, I fell away from the church when I went away to college, and I was very far from Him. And I got involved in several relationships that were not His design. And even though I wasn't saved and I wasn't following the Lord, He was very clear that I shouldn't be in these relationships, but I got into Him anyways. And, and the reason I say that is because God was good enough to bring me out, uh, but I need to and I've already repented for it, but I needed to accept my part in it. But then it was it was after the end of one of those relationships that God really started calling me back to Him, and that's when I started um, I started going to this church that He kept 
calling me to, even though I didn't realize that's what it was about. That's when I really came to know Jesus, and I accepted Him as my Lord and Savior. And then I started praying. I was in business, and I was doing networking, and I was searching for a business coach. And everything that I was finding was very new age. And I didn't like what I was finding, but I didn't know what I was looking for. I said that prayer very innocently. God, please send me a good Christian business coach. And it was actually within a week or so later, I met the woman who is now my pastor. And I laughed because he sent me a business coach, one who got up in all my business, every last ounce of my business. (laughs) And I thank God for it because it has revolutionized my life and not, not that she did it, but it's the God in her and her way of connecting me into God um, that has allowed me to seek God and know how to seek him. Because when I was, you know, when I was saying, I know what I, I know what I, this is what I don't want, but I don't know what I want. God's like, here, baby girl, let me send you somebody that's going to help you see and understand and give you the tools of how to find me. The um, contrast of you're in the world, you've seen churchianity, but you don't know him versus someone who actually brings you and gives you the tools and the empowerment to find him. That is like absolutely crucial. In your mind, what was the difference between the religion that you tasted and the relationship you have now? Mm, The first thing that comes to mind is, and it's actually a very, very vivid memory that I have. It was right after I went through my first divorce. And that's when I started coming back to God. And I, so I knew there was a higher power. I knew that he was calling me. And so I went back to where I last knew him to be, which was the Roman Catholic Church. And so as I was sitting there in mass, I could feel the Holy Spirit, but it was like way, way, way behind the altar. And there was this big chasm in between me and the Holy Spirit. It was, it was all of the, the stuff, all of the religious stuff. And so it was like I could feel the presence, but I was totally blocked in actually reaching the Holy Spirit. I was reminded as you talk, as you give that image of the people dealing with the temple of God um, and how they want to approach God, but they can't because only the priests could. You know, once I came to Jesus and accepted his sacrifice for my sins, that's when I've been able to communicate with our Heavenly Father. And one of the other beautiful things that I'm really learning, you know, and the Bible tells us, you know, that God, he chastens the ones he loves. I have always had a really hard time with being chastened. I don't think I'm alone in saying that, but I don't like being told I'm wrong. I don't like being told when I'm falling short. I don't like being told that. But through my relationship with God, through Jesus, Even just the other day, it was in my prayer, and I'm like, God, where am I falling short? You know, where am I sinning? Please point out the sin in my life. You know, the Bible tells us once we confess our sins one to another, once we acknowledge them and turn and repent, and when I say that, it's not like this, you know, gnashing of teeth and crying and wailing and all of this stuff. It's just acknowledging what you did. And even if it's like, God, help me do this differently that that's when God comes in. And what I've found is many times the sin that goes on in your life is due to 
hurt and pain and healing and trauma that needs to be healed. Can you kind of dig into that a little bit more? Like, for example, I used to have a hard time with lying. Not like big lies, but God doesn't see them as big lies or little lies. But even so much as somebody would be like, well, are you going to do this? Can you work on this, this project today? Be like, oh, yes, yes, yes. I can work on that project today. Full well knowing I already had 26 hours of work planned in a 24-hour time period, which it was already noon. So half the day was gone already. So that's a lie because there's no way that I could work on it. Where that came from is in my past, the hurt came from different situations, relationships where I had, I felt I had to be a people pleaser in order to try and get the love that I was looking for. So the trauma came in from how I was treated in my past. And then to accommodate that hurt versus letting God heal it, I would lie to try and get the approval of the person that I'm dealing with now versus just saying flat out, there is no way I'm going to get to that today. I can get to it next week on Tuesday. As, as I listen to that, it's like, and, and you're not the only one that, that comes across it. And especially we do that so often because we live in a, in a society that demands that we just grind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're always pushing harder and harder and worse. You've got the social media aspect that always demands more of us or demands that we show an aspect of ourselves that may not be the full truth. Like all sin is uh, is kind of based back in a healing, like a hurt or a trauma, which is, you know, I could definitely see that. You know, it doesn't mean you don't get rid of it. It don't mean you don't deal with it, but it definitely explains a good portion of it. So, so you come to Christ. How does your coming to Christ lead you to uh, publishing books? The way actually um, early on, God really laid on my heart to write a book. And this was before I met my quote, Christian business coach. I had written a book and it was actually, I truly believe it was just more about walking through the process, uh, walking through that, just the the physical process of writing a book. And I remember, you know, one time this was so cute because I was, you know, doing the step-by-step and next you find somebody to do your cover art because as a writer, you don't want to do your own cover art. And I was like, okay, very literally take walking through the steps. I'm like, okay, well, I know a lot of graphic design artists And so I started listing out my friends that I would contact. Now, mind you, I had personally been doing graphic design for, by that time, 15 to 17 years. And as I was getting ready to call the first person on the list, the Holy Spirit was like, hello, you are a graphic designer. They're like, and then I heard the Holy Spirit say, and that instruction is for people that don't have any design experience. And I was like, oh, okay then. Well, I can design this myself. And that's what I did. Basically, the, the, I truly believe the Holy Spirit led me through that process just to go through publishing a book. And when God showed me this fuller plan of kingdom publishing, and it's, it's including not just the books, but it's also including speaking engagements and um, workshops and conferences to give people the opportunity to come in and experience the Holy Spirit without realizing that's what they're coming to experience. The other part of it too, God has truly laid on my heart. I've always loved helping others in birthing out their dreams. 
And one of the things that I found and noticed in working in Kingdom Publishing so far is so many people have come to me saying, I know I need to write this book, but I have no idea how to do it. I know God is calling me to tell my story, but I have no idea how to do it. What are my next steps? And that's where the kingdom building comes in. You know, it's really about building his kingdom by connecting his, his children to each have our strengths that he's crafted us to do. We've kind of been working on something, haven't we? Yes. You want to uh, kind of announce it and uh, tell the audience of what we're doing and, um, and uh, uh, kind of the backstory behind it and what the goal is? Absolutely. Absolutely. So God laid on my heart um, this last summer a project. Honestly, it's mind-boggling. And the project is called God Met Me Here. And what this is, is it's a compilation of stories of right where God has met us. Met us, meaning each one of the individual authors. Now, basically where the title came from and where this whole thing started to unravel is it was one night, um, it was after Bible study. My daughter and I, we were heading home. My daughter was driving and we were less, we were right about a half a mile from the church. And she was, she had the green arrow, was getting ready to make a left-hand turn. And it was like, all of a sudden things slowed down and God, he, he brought my attention to this car that was coming, um, approaching the intersection. And with that, I saw a very brief vision of a horrific car crash. And then I just, it it was like, I was just like, stop. And it was just, it it wasn't panicky. It wasn't nervous. it, It was just a command, stop. And my daughter listened and she sat this black SUV that I saw, it came blowing through the intersection, didn't even hit the brakes until after it was all the way through the intersection. And in that moment, I knew that if God hadn't shown us that and my daughter hadn't obeyed, I most likely wouldn't be here. I truly believe that I would be dead, if not my daughter dead as well. And either of those would be horrific that Either two people would be dead or I would be dead and my daughter would have to deal with the trauma of not only losing her mom, but being the one driving during the accident. So with all of that, when all of that occurred, I mean, I was just like, God, like, I mean, just thank you. It was just this this sense of just praise and gratitude for him to save our lives was amazing. And when I was praying about it after that, that's when God said, he's like, Tracy, I met you there. He's like, I'm with you daily. I will never leave you nor forsake you. However, I met you right there at Potomac and Broncos Parkway. I met you right there. And I gave you a miracle. (laughs) And how many times does he meet us? How many times does he show up right when we need him? Exactly. And many times in ways that we don't know or we don't expect. Many times when we're feeling so isolated and that he is not there. Many times when you feel like things aren't going to change, nothing is going to change, how have I gotten so far down into the dumps of where I am? And God reaches his hand down and meets you right there and grabs you out of that mess and delivers you from it. So you have this um, encounter with God and that kind of turns into this God met me here project. So. What is God Met Me Here? 
So God Met Me Here is a project where we have a group of authors that have heard the call and had the courage to step out and share their story. Um, as it says in the Bible in Revelation 12 and 11, we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So the Tracy paraphrase of that is, you know, we can be overcomers because Jesus did his part, the blood of the Lamb, and by us sharing the word of our testimony. And the testimony of when God met me here to give the title of the book, that's a testimony where, quite honestly, it was a situation that God kept us from. There's other testimonies, and actually another testimony that I share in the book, it's more about God meeting me when I was in a lifestyle of sin and ugliness and nastiness. And I was there because of my doing. So in the it, 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 Potomac and Broncos Parkway, we were going home from Bible study. We were just doing regular stuff. It's not like we were, you know, doing anything, quote unquote, bad or wrong. But God met us there in that. But in my story, I found myself in a relationship where I was caught up in pornography and a swinging lifestyle and just having, I mean, it was just a life of immorality and how that was tearing me down. And when the enemy came to try and take my life, God met me there. The spirit of suicide was telling me how to put the knife on my wrist to get a better cut. And the Lord stepped in and said, no, not today. And he delivered, God delivered me out of that relationship exactly one week to the day after the enemy tried getting me to take my life. That's where God met me. When I was full of sin, when I didn't know him. Some in the audience may know this. I don't know that you do, but I've been in a similar place, not necessarily at the point that I'm thinking of in a, in a sinful lifestyle, but I've been at the place of suicide. I was going to drink some uh, eye drops. And I felt like this pressure on my hand. I couldn't even lift the bottle. And I heard this voice and it said, you will not do this. That's the goodness of our God. That's our God meeting us right there. These are the kind of stories that are going to be in this upcoming book. I've been telling you for the past couple of episodes that, 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 that something was coming in, 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 in uh, celebration of this incredible God-honoring, awesome book. One, I have been included in the book. I'm sharing my story. And two, I am going to, through a series of like bonus interviews, not regular Earners of Life interviews, but bonus interviews that you're going to receive. That's why I said that, there's gonna, that we're going to be moving for a little bit to a twice a week show. We are going to be doing the God Met Me Here series. And I'm going to be interviewing all the other authors of this book. And I wanted to open it up with Tracy because... When you're the visionary and you're birthing something, you know, God just so shows up. Guys, I would ask for your prayers through this time because I know that we're going to be doing something that's going to radically enter into some people's lives. And I really, truly believe this book will impact people's lives. Maybe some for eternity. Maybe someone's reading this and they go, well, I just heard those two suicide stories and I'm right there. If someone needs for God to meet them, maybe maybe they hear they're hearing our stories and they're going, "Well, oh, geez, I'm right there. He hasn't met me yet." What would you say to that? I think one of the most powerful prayers that God loves to hear and He will answer 
is the prayer of God. If you are real and you are there, show me. Because, and, and, and I just want to say is if you're in that place and you've got this confusion about God, you might think that he is up there with lightning bolts ready to throw him down at you um, for your sin. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Father God is your creator. He is the one that created you. He knew you before he placed you in your mother's womb. He specifically designed you for a purpose here on this earth. He thought so highly of you that he created you specifically for a purpose here on earth. And go and read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. He also loves you so much that he sent his only son to die a horrific death for you. And Jesus, who is part of the triune God, he chose. He said, Father, send me. I will go and do whatever you ask me to, to be a sacrifice for the sins of your children. If you are the only person, the only one who needed a sacrifice for your sins, Jesus would still have done everything he did just for you. Here's the beauty of this whole thing. If all of this is a bunch of bullmucky and none of it's real, praying to a God that doesn't exist, you've wasted maybe 10, 15 words. The other side to that, if this is true, if there is the God of the universe that created you, that loves you beyond anything you can possibly imagine, those 10 words could be pivotal in changing your life by getting reconnected to your heavenly father. And they could be an absolute lifesaver. I mean, what did Jesus die to save you from? He came to save you from hell. He came to save you from your sin. And that is just, that is just, oh man, if more people would grab a hold of that, what that actually means, you know, that's why we're doing this guys. That's why, um, I'm partnering with Tracy and uh, Kingdom Publishing, and that's why we're doing this book. So here's what's what here's what's going to happen moving forward. I am going to be conducting a bunch of interviews for this project. I'm going to be releasing them as soon as we get them. I'll re- uh, uh, I'll release them. And if you want to stay up to date as far as like when interviews are going live, when the book is going live, all that kind of stuff. I want you guys to go to www.unresolved.life forward slash launch. That is www.unresolved.life forward slash launch. Put your name and your email in and we will keep you up to date. We will we'll, we'll feature some of the other really awesome stories that are coming through uh, and we will keep you up to date as far as like when this book is being launched. Tracy, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your work, for for your contribution to the kingdom for this project. Oh, I thank you for jumping on board and being a part of it. None of us can do this alone. And the one thing that I keep uh, that I keep hearing from various different places, and and I need to keep reminding myself is, you know, if it's something I can do on my own, then it's not God. Uh, and and right now is a time where He is connecting His children to come together to support one another to help one another, and to impact the kingdom in big ways, because none of us know the time or the hour. But what I do know is we are closer today than we were yesterday to Jesus's return. It's important that we get out and we share share the love of God and, and let people know who he is so that they can 
choose, they can make that choice to spend their eternity with God in heaven versus in the pits of hell. Guys, there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Just stay tuned. Just stay with me. And I think you'll enjoy what, 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 what we are doing. Until then, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you for being a part of the God Met Me Here project. Well, you were very welcome on uh, both accounts. Well, guys, I'm Teresa Blaze. This has been the Unresolved Life podcast. Again, go to uh, unresolved.life forward slash launch. Just put your name and your email in there, and I will keep you up to date on all the happenings with this book project and with what Unresolved is doing. Until then, I'm Teresa Blaze, and we will speak again next time. You've been listening to the Unresolved Life Podcast. To catch all our past shows, go to unresolved.life. That's unresolved.life.